Broadcasting from Singapore and broadcasting all around the world. You're listening to the Ignite EdTech Podcast with Craig Kemp, created by an educator for educators and streaming to the world. Now, over to your host, Craig Kemp. Hello and welcome to episode 123 of the Ignite EdTech Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Kemp, and I'm honored to have you join us. I continue to work with the incredibly talented Mark Quinn to improve the final audio quality of this podcast. He has his own podcast production studio that provides editing and mastering services to content creators. To connect with Mark, please see the details in the podcast notes below. Tool that has positively impacted the authentic and purposeful use of technology into classrooms and meeting rooms that I have worked in is Stop Motion Studio. Stop Motion Studio is a user-friendly and incredibly powerful stop motion video creator and editor that's perfect for use in schools. I love this tool and have used it extensively with learners of all ages. It's available for iPhone, iPad, and Mac OS, as well as Android, Windows, Chromebook, and Amazon Fire devices. Kids can select photos from their own library or record new images within the app. A basic set of tools including overlay, grid, frame-by-frame preview, frame positioning, and fade are included in the free version. There's a requirement to get an in-app purchase to utilize the green screen, remote camera, and other movie effects. Getting started is easy, and hopeful tips along the way help you get started in the app. A welcome animation provides some inspiration for kids too, and a library of featured videos offers more great ideas. Option to share animations on a variety of platforms is also available. As kids explore the tools, they can experiment with various editing techniques, tap highly visible buttons to add audio, cut frames, add new images, change speed, and much more. These creation tools help kids become deeply engaged with the content. The ability to animate images makes the experience fun and provides insight into the animation process. Children can record what's around them or construct an entirely new environment to capture through stop-motion animation. It's a nice starting point before you get into some heavier animation software. I highly recommend that you take a look in the link in the description below, cateater.com. Last week, I shared my thoughts about equitable recruitment. If you're interested in learning more, go back and listen to last week's episode. This week, I wanted to chat about creation over consumption, something if you've been to my workshops, that I like to talk about as part of your strategic journey to technology and innovation integration. I'm a huge believer that when you combine the idea of Simon Sinek's Know Your Why with the idea of creation over consumption, it can kickstart a positive culture to developing an authentic and purposeful technology integration environment. As I've shared before, to me, the purposeful and authentic integration of technology does not equal innovation. Yes, it can add value, but it does not always determine innovative learning experiences. As an educator, we create the instances for creation and innovation. Technology is a tool to support that. So when we look at how and why we use technology in our classrooms or schools, we should identify ways of being innovative and creative with the tools we choose to integrate. Think about the SAMA model by Ruben Putendera. The idea is to try and redefine learning experiences with technology to create something that was previously inconceivable. Use technology to add value and push boundaries and allow your learners to make and create. 
using technology as a simple substitution is not going to inspire and encourage the creativity process in your learners. And we all know that for many, this is where learning begins. Challenge yourself and those around you to redefine learning by creating learning experiences that are creation-based. You hold the key here. Use technology tools that allow learners to make and create and inspire change. Give it a go and let me know what you discover. If you have some inspiring tools that we should be sharing in this podcast, I'd love for you to get in touch and share so I can highlight them here as an authentic case study. To learn more, please connect and follow on your social channel of choice. And don't hesitate to reach out with your thoughts and ideas. Every week, I bring you a short interview with some of my edu heroes, an engaging learning experience with someone who makes a difference in education every day, with a particular focus or angle towards educational technology. This week, I had the pleasure of chatting with a good friend of mine, Nikki Hambleton. Let's have a listen to the chat. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Nikki Hambleton, who you may know is at It's All About Art on Twitter. Nikki is UK born and based in Singapore. She's an experienced art educator, is an Apple distinguished educator. I'm constantly inspired by Nikki's work in all forms, including her sketch note work and what she does now as an independent consultant. I'm honored to call Nikki a good friend. Nikki, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Are you ready to talk about education and technology integration? Yeah, let's do it. I'm so excited to have you here, Nikki. Thank you so much for your time today. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your current role and what inspires you to do what you do? Oh my goodness, where do I start? Uh, I suppose, yeah, ever since I was really young, I, I've always had a passion for art, in particular with drawing. And yeah, I suppose I've always, always been a bit of a deep thinker too. So I have a background in graphic design. That's what I, I trained in at university. But then when, um, when I changed to train as a teacher, I, I guess I suddenly realized that this was what I was put on earth to do. So I suppose my current role as a visual thinking consultant combines all of those roles nicely together because I guess what I do mostly it all centers around thinking and thinking more visibly with um, students and, and adults I mean I can't help but talk about art great sorry <laughs> I love it I love it I just always go on about the value of art and I get so frustrated when you know things like problem solving creativity critical thinking interpersonal skills and emotional intelligence and communications when they're called soft skills I mean believe me there is nothing soft about them they're just essential in every single workplace that I can think of yeah and I, I read something recently that they need to be rebranded as power skills and I thought hooray thank you <laughs> so um so I suppose those are all the sorts of skills that I've always valued and focused on and then tried to impart these or and aimed to impart these to my students and colleagues. Yeah, I mean, developing them in oneself and in others is definitely not easy and, and takes time. I remember my youngest um, son, uh, he's always been really creative and, and a deep thinker, you know, a little bit like me. 
Um, and yet he was really struggling at school. And I remember showing him my visual notes uh, so that he could try it out. And I was just amazed at what a difference it made to his assessments when he started to think more visually. And that kind of led to my thesis for my master's about the impact of visuals on memory. And then I suppose that sort of continued to develop, uh, thinking about visual, spatial awareness and memory and so forth, um, not just with students, but with presentations and all sorts of ways that you can use sketch notes and visual thinking. So I suppose short version of all of that, uh, bringing all of those elements together has been just really exciting because I just love working with others, despite the myth that being an introvert means that we prefer to work alone. No, I love to help others and just seeing progress and, you know, that, that boom in self-confidence in others just in turn inspires me in all that I do. Yeah, I'm sitting here just smiling and nodding, Nikki, because it, we're very similar in that respect. You know, I'm, I think we're both um, introverts. I, I sort of describe myself as an extroverted introvert. I love those interactions and engagements. Uh, and I really love listening to your journey in terms of what inspires you, because I see that in the work that you share every day. I'd love for you to share a little bit more to our audience listening, Nikki, about your experience as an educator. Tell us what you've done and, and where you find yourself now. Oh, wow. Well, it's been shh, over 30 years. Um, <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm sure I'm not that old. Um, but there I was fresh out of teacher training in the UK. And I taught in several schools in the UK um, as an art teacher and head of department um, until 2005 when we moved to our beloved Italy. And um, it was there that we were introduced to the international teaching community and meeting students and educators from all around the world. So we kind of got the bug. And then after three years there, we moved to Ghana in West Africa and then to Singapore where we've been ever since. And I, and I look back on, on these years that seem to have gone really fast. And it, it was that moving to Asia that really changed me as a teacher and as a person. Mostly because when you're surrounded by inspirational educators and incredible students, you just cannot help but love your job just a little bit more and look for ways to be even better. In the last 10 to 15 years, I suppose. Yeah, 12, 12, 13 years we've been in Asia, but I would put it also back to just about the time in Italy when um, I think it was a student introduced me to Paul Products. And I remember going, what is this machine? Oh my goodness, give me one of those. Yeah, and I suppose it, it just everything about teaching has changed so much because of technology and then the pandemic. And, you know, kind of going back to those power skills, communication and creative thinking and problem solving has just become paramount for us in whatever we do, but also as teachers, um, as we prepare our students for, for want of a better phrase, the, the future of education. 
your journey is very inspirational, Nikki. You've been all over the place, and I'm sure, and I know, you've inspired many people along the way as well. And I'm curious to sort of continue on this conversation about technology because your journey as a passionate art teacher, a lot of people listening are probably going, you know, why technology, Nikki? You know, what inspired you as an art teacher to dive into that technological world to add value to the experiences of you and your students? I'd love to learn more about that. Such great question. I think I was always interested in gadgets. I mean, I I got interested in photography really early on, um, you know, as a as a teenager. Um, and then the iPad, it just changed everything. Funnily enough, uh, I was sort of reflecting on this and remembering that when it first came out, I was a bit resistant. And I thought, well, you know, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get it straight away. I'm going to wait and see what, you know, see what transpired. I can't believe how skeptical I was. I mean, I think, Craig, you know me. I think I often call the iPad my third child. It never leaves my side. It's a huge part of what I do. And so, yeah, just going back to your question about as an art teacher, I mean, the art world has always changed. You know, you think back to all the different artists and designers and everything, but because of technology advances and how how much that has changed over the last 10 years or so, I couldn't ignore the responsibility that I had to ensure that the students were prepared for this world after school. And that meant embracing emerging media like animation and film, but also tentatively looking into AR, VR and, and so on. And the iPads that we had in the department just made it so much easier. Yeah, I would say animation was and probably still is one of the most popular media for students to work with, um, you know, to tell stories or communicate an emotion or an idea. Um, and particularly at IB where students are just grappling with lots of different media and trying to find ways to, to do their art and push the media you know, as far as they can, really. I get inspired just listening to you, Nikki. We actually, you know, for those listening, we met um, online and then we connected face-to-face with particularly a lot of the work you do with Apple Education. And I know that I've spoken about this on my podcast before about being an ADE and you are an ADE. And I'd love for you just to very briefly share your experience about the Apple Distinguished Educator process, what it is, why you wanted to be a part of it, and why educators maybe listening wanted to check it out and, and possibly apply as well. Oh, gosh. Well, um, I think it's, you know, really fairly early on in my my time at UWCSEA and, and I think also early in my use of technology and particular with sketchnoting. It was a colleague, a lovely, lovely colleague who um, encouraged me to present about what I was doing just to the school, you know, in a, in a sort of an internal um, inset we had, a little bit of training we were doing. Then following that, he said, you know, why don't you apply to AD? And I said, what's that? <laughs> I mean, I had no idea. And so I did. And I put together this animated sketch note. It was the first time I'd really done anything like took me ages. But I looked at it and I thought, wow, this is like a reflection of everything that I've done. It's a lot more than doing a few little notes and a presentation. So I felt quite good about it. And then I went to the institute, which was in Bali. I mean, you know, what better place? 
And I thought, this is going to be fabulous. I'm going to meet all these. And I just felt hugely out of my comfort zone, if I'm honest. And I just didn't think I had anything near what all the tech coaches were doing. Yeah, I guess I just had a really big dose of imposter syndrome, as as many people do, and particularly when you join, um, you know, the Apple Distinguished Educators. But then it was there that I met a couple of other people. I think there was only one other art teacher at the time who was doing things with technology, and, and she and I have just, you know, got on so well over the years. It's just a, a, a fantastic community of people. Um, so supportive and, you know, people look at what you're doing and you look at what they're doing. And, and, and I think, you know, when I was saying about the imposter syndrome, I remember somebody saying to me, Oh, there's a, there's an animation you should look at. I don't know if you've, you've seen it, Craig, and it's called Obvious to You, Amazing to Others. And it's so lovely because it was, it just summed up how I was feeling at the time. Like, you know, why would anyone be interested in what I'm doing? You know, look at everybody else. They're incredible. Yeah. It was, it was lovely that somebody noticed how I was feeling and helped me to feel valued and part of that network and community of people. Yeah, that's incredible to hear. Just as you're sharing that, I've just pulled it up, um, the obvious to you, amazing to the others one. It's by Derek Sivers, who I love. Nikki, I love your sketch note work. You've shared this. I've told you this before. Uh, you share a lot online. You do a lot of this work, not just with your students, but with others as well. Tell us about how you got into sketch noting and the value that it adds to the work that you do. Well, I have to say it goes back to my third child, to, <laughs> to the iPad. And um, yeah, no, thank you for the kind words you said. It's always nice to, to hear that. When I was first given the iPad as a tech mentor, I was sat at a table and watching these other folks drawing and taking notes on it. And I thought, well, I'll have a go at that. And I suppose being a natural drawer, for want of a better word, it made sense for me to to draw a little bit along with the notes. I mean, I thought, what's the harm? You know, that's how I'm going to do it. Gosh, and then you could copy, paste, erase, enlarge. Oh my word, that was just life-changing for a perfectionist. And so it just kind of snowballed from there. I, actually, I remember a colleague um, actually at the ADE conference saying to me, don't be a one-trick pony, Nikki, you know, don't just use that app, use a different app. And I thought, okay, I better do that. So I switched from, I think, something that was called penultimate, it was lovely, to notability. And weirdly enough, I still use notability sometimes when I'm in a meeting and I just want to take what I call regular notes. Other people don't call my notes regular notes, but for me, they're quite, you know, quite messy and a bit, you know, unstructured. Yeah, so I suppose from ongoing note making, I've kind of evolved what I do into using sort of visual metaphors or like big picture thinking, as I like to call it, so that I can capture the whole message to make it both engaging and informative. And then more recently, I've been looking at um, extending that kind of visual communication element of sketch notes and capturing them for others from books, webinars, podcasts, and conferences. And it's just amazing when you engage so deeply with a topic, because I just don't go in and just draw and write. I like to find out more about it and about the person. So you, when you make that sketch note, I guess it's a bit like 
a gift to them, a bit like a self-portrait. So, um, so that's what I just love to do. I love to, to do this for others, but also the learning that comes with it for myself. Amazing, Nikki. And we'll link to some of the work that you do as well and share it out here so people can check it out. Let's jump into some quick fire questions. The first thing that comes to your head and maybe a brief why as well. It's always the fun part. What's your favorite EdTech book or resource? Well, the learning scientists are just absolutely amazing. Anything with or by Ollie Cav. But there's a book, yeah, Stop Talking, Start Influencing. I suppose I should stop talking so you can move on to the next one. But Stop Talking, Start Influencing was hugely transformational um, in terms of how people think, learn and remember. Amazing. And, and what's your go-to edtech tool that people listening today need to try? Well, for myself, I'm a huge advocate of Procreate. I think it's just the best app ever. But then that's because I do a lot of design work. But something I use every single day and have for the past 15 years is Evernote. Um, and then a new-ish one, Otter, for transcribing and recording meetings has been incredibly helpful. I love otter.ai. So I've given you three, not one. <laughs> Amazing. We'll make sure the links to everything you've mentioned are in the podcast notes below as well, Nikki. What's one daily habit or practice that helps you enjoy, progress and succeed in your career? Gosh, that's, that's a good one, that. Um, well, I'm a bit obsessed with organisation and, and notebooks and things like that. So I've tried out lots of different sort of digital to-do lists and I still like having the regular dotted notebook, whatever. But um, yeah, doing working on to-do lists um, and self-reflection every day, like looking back at how the day went for, you know, those big learnings, those positive things, and then what's coming up next. So I think something, something to do with sort of thinking, looking backwards and reflecting and then thinking forwards. That's really what I, I like to do for my well-being as well as my memory. Nikki, you are an incredibly inspirational educator and leader, and it's been a real honor to have you on the show today. And I know that the listeners are going to want to follow and connect with you. What's the best way for them to do that? Thank you, Craig. Um, so I'm on LinkedIn as Nikki Hambleton. I'm It's All About Art on Twitter and for everything else, uh, including sketchnotes and the podcast, The Confessions of an Introvert, can be found on nihconsultancy.com. Awesome. And we'll link out to that so people can follow and connect with you. Nikki, thank you so much for your time today. Inspirational as always. Oh, thank you so much, Craig. You've made it pretty easy to do. So thank you so much for inviting me. Next week, join me for episode 124 of the Ignite EdTech podcast when I'm joined by Damien Eversman and Nathan Thompson. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow us and share the podcast with your PLN and colleagues. Please remember to spend a few minutes to rate this podcast too on your podcast channel of choice so we can reach even more educators and EdTech enthusiasts globally. Remember, you have the chance to win as well. Check out the links in the description for more, and I'll see you again next week. If you like today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another episode. And be in the drawing to win prizes every week. If you know others that would enjoy the show, please hit that share button and brighten their day. Join us again next week for your weekly EdTech hit with at Mr. Kemp NZ. We'll see you again soon.